0: Hi guys, I'm Iguodalo Odianume and I really just wanted to be sharing a couple of things about my Christian faith, uh, lessons that I've learned based on messages or studies that I've done personally. Um, So today we're going to be talking about uh, encouraging yourself in the Lord, lessons I learned from David. Um, This is something that, this is one part of the Bible that I've I've read uh, in the past but i think going over it yesterday i really got some new understandings and i felt like i needed to share those lessons with you guys and so we start this whole thing from first samuel 27 and david said in his heart i shall not i shall now perish one day by the hand of saul there is nothing better for me than i should escape speedily into the land of the philistines and saul shall despair of me so at this point in David's life, David had gotten tired of Saul trying to kill him. He had he had gone through this whole phase of being in the palace to Saul trying to even set him up with Micah, his daughter, and different things. So Saul had done the whole like David had gone the whole nine yards with Saul and he was just fed up. And the funny thing about this whole thing is that David chose to run into the land of the Philistines and if you've read David's story all up to this point, you know that um, the David and Goliath story is David fighting against the Philistines to even start with. So it's like going to the enemy just to run away from the king and he found favor with Akish and Akishin, um the king of Gath and he gave him a place to settle that Ziglag and David did settle there with the men that were with him. So the men that chose to follow him and they were there for um, uh, the Bible records for a full year and four months. So while David was here, he, he actually um, went up against the enemies of the Philistines. So that was what he was doing for this I understand uh, the kings of the land of Philistines Wanted to do battle with Israel, and of course, Akish had his main man David in the lineup. And the other kings of the Philistines said, "No, like this guy, this guy has always been um, Saul's right-hand man. He has always been a man of valor. Like he's going to betray us, so we can't have him go with us." So Akish had to send David back. And on getting back, um, David finds Ziklag burned down the fire. Oh so let's just start from the first to, from the first verse. So it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded South and Ziklag and as smitten Ziklag and burnt it down to fire and taking the woman captives and they had not known any, but they've carried them away. But when David and his men came into the city and they heard that their burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives, um, Then David and the people with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. So this this was what David found himself with. So having gone out with the king and on coming back, he was faced with this situation where everything that he had known, everything that he had brought out. Of the land of Israel to come him, all the men, their families, everyone, everything that he had was burnt down, and there was nobody in the city. So the city was virtually empty. And um, I could think to myself, this, this whole thing just seems like he actually ran from the fire, which was running away from Saul, into this situation, which is the frying pan and or rather he jumped into the fire and the bible records like in first Samuel, 30 verse 4 that david and people um, lifted their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep Um, okay so let's go to verse 6 and david was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people were grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters But david and this is the part where that struck me because after this two, after that daughters, there's like a colon there, and he said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, and he actually called for the priests and inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after the truth? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, pursue, you because you will surely overtake them and without fail recover. So this this whole thing just occurred to me like. There were a couple of lessons I had learned from David and those are what I'm going to be sharing with you so the first lesson was running from trouble can get you more trouble um, we saw that David was actually in a place and he sought for peace and although he did have it for a year and four, uh, and four months that all ended when uh, the Amorites attacked and made away with his family belongings and burnt the city down. So it's it's just like what was the whole movement for? Because I, I I don't believe like he had a lot of property to even start with, moving from place to place. But everything that he had coming into this land, what they all toiled for and everything had been burnt down. So this was one of those points of total despair and. Uh, I could say sometimes when, when you live in your life, you can leave a job, you can leave an unfavorable situation, you just end up in a more miserable one. So that's one of the things that could happen. It's, if it could happen to David, it could happen to anyone. So it's just one of those things that we have to be aware of. That life is just like that. You might be looking for better pastures. You might be looking for greener pastures. You might be like Lot and select to go to Sodom and have it be destroyed. You could just be that person. So um, that's how life is. It's one of those things that you should understand. So that was lesson one for me. Lesson two. In the heat of passion, everyone blames the leader. There, nobody said anything about stoning the Amorites or going after the Amorites. Everybody wanted to stone David because what? It was the one they believed in. It was his vision that brought them into the lands of the Philistines to even start with. So it was him that really led them to that point. So. As a leader in any capacity where you find yourself, you should always know that when things go wrong, you're always going to be held responsible. Even if you're not the one making, messing the whole pot of soup up or if you're not the one um, that did the wrong, you're always going to be held responsible. So it's something that comes with the territory, with leadership and having a vision and wanting people to partake in it. these old people uh, believed in David. They believed in him so much that they were willing to leave their hometown and go in, into a foreign land with him. And so, when things were not going the way they wanted, they didn't. They couldn't see their sons. They couldn't see their daughters. They believed that it was all David's fault. So they were willing to stone him. So that's how it is. In the heat of passion and everything, everybody blames the leader. So, if you're a leader, expect it, it comes with the territory. Um, So lesson three for me was it's natural to feel despair. I think one of the rhetorics of being a guy and in this modern social media world uh, and media pushing many directives is people believing that you're not supposed to show emotion, you're not supposed to be vulnerable, you're supposed to just be this iron man so to speak. You're not supposed to have emotions, you're not supposed to show it. You're just supposed to be a man's man, a guy's guy. Uh, Real men don't cry, you hear quotes like that being shown all the time. But we could see in this situation like all the men wept because it was was a really sorrowful thing because um, I don't know, uh, when we look at war situations we start thinking about the worst that could happen and I'm sure this was the situation this man talked about. They were thinking about their daughters and sons being raped, enslaved, and things like that. Um, it's, it's not one of those really happy times. So it's okay to despair. It's okay to feel bad about things when um, things don't go the way that you planned it to go and life and situations happen. It's very, very, very okay to feel overwhelmed by life and certain situations so that was my lesson number three it's natural to feel despair and lesson four making a decision is a choice um one reason why this this whole thing stuck out to me was david was the one that made this choice for everyone like every other person was desolate and they had already given up hope so um, the Bible begins with verse 6, saying, David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke about stoning him, and because the stolen souls of all the people were grieved, and every man for his sons and his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Um, this whole part speaks very, very, very keenly of making a decision. Now, feeling despair is quite okay, but there has to be a time where you have to put that aside and be willing to make that decision to move forward past that so what is the next thing that we could do what's what can we do and that's what exactly what david thought about it he stopped focusing on the problem and he started looking towards the solution so he asked um, the priest to come and bring the effort and he inquired of the lord and it was only then that the lord spoke so i'm really really sure when everybody was crying the lord would have opened the heavens and said my son, David, stand up, pursue you them, you're going to, and it would have been so, so Gengarious, and <laughs> is that even a word? It would have been so, so like awesome, like everybody, it would have just been like an action movie and everybody's so animated from hearing the word of the Lord, but one person had to make that choice for everyone, and based on that, they were able to to move and Of course, the whole story ended in a more, uh, on a lighter note than what it started from. So, my fourth lesson was not making a decision is a choice because David had to pick himself up and make that decision to ask of God. And my lesson number five is asking the right questions. And now it dawned on me like there were a lot of things that David could have asked God that were valid. Like, why did this happen? Um, was it that we weren't faithful? Didn't you promise me this? There were a lot of valid questions that he could have asked. But the important question that he asked was Would I be able to? So uh, I don't want to speak off of um, um, my head knowledge. I want to go back to the Word of God. So First Samuel 13, verse 8 said And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? and the answered in not So it was him asking the right questions that really got in the answer that was really, really needed. So um, applying this to my own personal life, I think there are times when things unfold in ways that you don't expect. Rather than focusing on despair, try to focus on what the solution would be and asking those right questions, inquiring of the Lord for a direction, the directive, what can we do better? What can we do to remedy this situation? <laughs> Sorry. What can we do to remedy this situation? And I believe, like having that um, mindset or that thought would help us go in the right direction. Um, so that was lesson number five: asking the right question. And lesson number six is listening to for the Lord's directive. Um, so David anticipated an answer, and until he got one, he didn't act. So. Um uh, generally speaking, what a lot of people do is react to situations like this, which was I think believe what was the first thing that they did. They reacted, they wept and they felt despair. But it took somebody to now be more analytical and asking God the right questions and waiting for an answer because a lot of the problems that Saul fell into, and one of the reasons he even let, uh, lost the kingdom in the first place was because he, even though he heard the directives, he wasn't patient enough to wait for them. And we all know the whole story of um, where Samuel was supposed to come and make a sacrifice, and because Saul was all agitated and wanted to please the people, he actually went on ahead and made the sacrifice. And uh, as he was doing that, so, Samuel, okay, I, I actually missed the one. Samuel actually comes in and sees him doing that. And I think he had another opportunity where he was supposed to uh, follow the Lord's directives to the letter. And he chose, because of the people, to do something different. And that's the reason why he lost this whole kingdom to David. So I think David took cues from the reasons that Saul lost. kingdom and why he was being anointed while the king still lived as a sign and he was waiting waiting to listen to the Lord for directives and based on that fact he was able to recover all and get the job done so I think one of those things that we need to do is listen when the Lord speaks and okay so that was uh, lesson number six Listening for the Lord's directive. And lesson number seven for me would be when God's in your corner, there's nothing you cannot recover. And um, I think this was uh, one of the other things that I felt like the Spirit led me to um, really focus on because at this particular point, when they came back into the city, every hope was lost. Um, they had already. They've been away because the whole thing about coming back and finding your house in this area is not knowing how long whatever shenanigans has been happening has taken place. Like when you are at home and maybe thieves or bubblers burst into your house, you can account for everything that they take because your presence and if your mind is capable, you know everything. But when you come into your house and you notice, or maybe you traveled. That's, that's the worst one because you might go to work and you know like you left everything the way it was when you came, um, like when you left the house in the morning. But, like, in the whole position where you have traveled for a couple of days and you come back and you meet that your house has been bubbled and you didn't know, you don't know when, when that happened, whether it occurred immediately you left or before you just came in, and <laughs> it's more of a situation where you are like, um, you can't really account for that. So, one of those things was just, it just occurred to me like, um, for following the Lord's directive, David caught all that he lost and more to the point where he was even distributing it out to people and asking well, who wants this and all that. And so, um, I think the whole bottom line of this whole thing is for us to always know when to go to God and. Um, being Having that faith that it can help us um, recover everything that was lost because truthfully, the only reason David went to the Lord in the first place was that he believed that there was a solution that God could give him and um, we as Christians living this modern day life where things are not always certain, there are always going to be variables that we, are, we cannot control, things that we cannot. Um, uh, account for so, so to speak. So I, I just believe that rather than wallowing so you have to find that find it in yourself to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to be able to to pick yourself up so to speak. Uh okay and another thing I wanted um to, to focus on was um if you look at first Samuel 30 verse six it says um Although David was greatly distressed for people spoke of Son in him uh, because they saw a great big to Paul. Um, the part where I want to focus on is but David encouraged himself in, in the Lord, his God. So there was a place of relationship. And I think sometimes why we ask our message is because we've not really spent time in God to have that relationship, so we're we're just expecting it to be a transactional type of relationship where it's only when I need something I know how to pray to God, it's only when I want something and it shouldn't be so, we should be willing to spend time um, to build a relationship so that when even God speaks to us, we should be able to listen, we should be able to understand the different ways God speaks to us. So, um, I know I've said a lot, but I think these are seven lessons that I've learned from David in encouraging myself in the Lord and I believe like, um this is something that um, we as Christians always need, especially in these times of uncertainty. So um, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment about times when you're down. and. You were able to encourage yourself in the Lord just like David did. And I would like to have a conversation with you guys. Share this video to somebody you feel needs it. Um, Until the next one, I think I'm going to be sharing uh, lessons I learned from Micah next. Um, So until I get to you guys with that one, stay blessed.